0: Welcome to the L.A. Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Bells
1: And I'm Sarah Lehman. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time.
0: Hey, everybody. That was weird sound. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I, was, I was loud, then I was not so loud.
1: Yeah. But can, I'm okay. You see the hand on the controller? I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Yeah. Our sound guy messing want, with it. I wanna make sure I sound perfect. You sound perfect. perfect. Yes. So absolutely.
0: Sarah, thank you. I noticed you cleaned up our little snack area here at our office. Yeah, it we was very ask, chaotic. We didn't ask. You, you to didn't do that, ask.
1: You didn't ask.
0: But it was very nice of you. Yeah.
1: I was I it was um I needed the inner peace. Mm. So it just is rearranged that, it a little. Is
0: that just who you are? You're kind of a you've always been a cleanly kind of person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like organization, <laughs> but I certainly get disorganized. And so. in your
0: car? Is it nice and clean? In your
1: car? <laughs> We've already had this conversation.
0: Okay. <laughs> is it not?
1: I have a dog. That's right.
0: You, have a dog.
1: you know, You're dog hair. hair. It's You're, persistent.
0: Everyone's got an excuse. Dogs, kids. <laughs> All right. Shall I introduce us to Please. the uh, wonderful uh, guest we have today? I'm excited to have her. She is the, she'll tell us more about it, but I believe she is the organizer of Ren. Women's Real Estate Network. Welcome, Deborah Razo.
2: Hi. Thank you for having me on the show, Paul and Sarah. And Sarah, I'm all for organizing myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure we we've all seen the home edit, their Instagram page, right? And coveted it. No? Just me? What is it? <laughs> the home edit? The home edit. They also had like a I think a little show on Netflix or something. But they, they organize, uh, they oh, organize everything what and you just get now. to watch them organize like candy of mm. all different colors in a different bin. Marie, no, Marie
2: Kondo for sure. But yeah. Marie Kondo. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. I like to try fold my clothes now.
0: I'm a little afraid to ask <laughs> this, but do you think it's a male female thing? I noticed the females I know are much more cleanly and tidy and sort of
2: I I, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to say it is a female male thing because I (laughs) Mm. once listened to a woman who specialized in relationships and she says that men are, are women have a diffused focus, which means if something's Mm. off in our environment, sometimes it's hard to focus for us to focus on what we need to focus on. Whereas men are more singularly focused, but that's why Mm. women are better multitaskers than men, but our diffused focus gets us distracted when something's out of place. Sometimes, it,
1: hence the snack bar. Hence the snack bar. I totally get it. Tidy yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> full circle. Full circle.
0: And it, it, I mean, it wasn't that much of a mess. It wasn't like peanuts laying around. Oh,
1: insecurity oh, is creeping in, huh? <laughs> Just Have to saying, defend yourself now. I'm just
0: saying, on a level of one to ten <laughs> messy, it was probably like only two messy.
1: It's not that it was super messy. It's that Four. you had like big boxes with just a couple items inside, <laughs> and that was really getting to me.
0: So is this a podcast? This is a Marie Kondo podcast. <laughs> where we, no, we don't want to do that. We want to. Okay, so we want to talk uh, to Deborah. Do you go by Deborah, Debbie? I Go
2: by Deborah you, most of the time. Yeah,
0: Deborah. Okay. Wonderful, Debbie. <laughs> no, no, I'm, just oh, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I
1: actually Fa- like cha- what
0: can you do with Sarah? <laughs> Sarah- Not much. Sar-ry. Not
1: much. Bo- I know It's like, nothing. <laughs> your name sucks. Boring. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
0: Does it end in an A or an H? That's doesn't matter. Do it. Okay. I
1: still can't say anything fun with it. No. So let's
0: see, Deborah. Can you just tell us about yourself and about Ren? We'd like to learn oh, more sure. and tell us what everyone yeah, tells us. Yeah,
2: sure. First of all, I just want to say that I have been an entrepreneur for, I don't know, several years, like 30 some years now. But what got me into real estate was kind of a change in my life. It was, I like to say it was an opportunity to start over. And I I think there's a lot of people that have had those kind of opportunities. Sometimes they're in the form of a divorce or the death of a loved one, something like that. But mine was in the form of a car accident. I was in a really bad car accident and we were driving along the road in an SUV, and at the back, we were tire-popped. And we went over into the dirt, which I actually thought, oh, I remember thinking at the time, we're going to be in the dirt. We're not going to hit any of the the other cars. This is going to be okay. But here's my little PSA. If you do go into the dirt, the rim of the broken tire tire will dig into the dirt and flip. So that's what ended up happening to
1: us. Uh, Wow.
2: So we flipped driver's side first and I was in the passenger seat. So I'm the one that kind of got crushed and wow. um i was air back to a hospital and they were stitching my head together when they told me that i had a broken neck so it was a journey of healing and it was a journey of figuring out how I wanted to live my life. That's what it ended up becoming a journey of after the sadness and the anger and (laughs) all the other stuff. But what it really did was it made me really understand what I valued in life and how I wanted to live life. And the fact of the matter is, I'd been an entrepreneur for a long time, but what I had really done is created a job. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. There's a lot of realtors out there. And what they're doing is they're going from transaction to transaction to net to transaction. And that's a job. That's a job. And I wanted, I researched, I wanted passive income. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted freedoms. I wanted time freedoms. You know, I wanted, I wanted all of that. And I was like, how do I get that? And so I I started Googling passive income, (laughs) really original there. And a lot of stuff comes up, royalties comes up, you know, but real estate kept coming up. And I was like, all right, I need to get me some. So as soon as the doctor signed off on me, I started educating myself in real estate investing. And I also knew that I was going to have to do, change my head space, right? Your mindset. My mindset was I work and that's how I gain income. The mindset of a passive investor is a little different than that. And my brother who was amazing and came out and took care of me during this healing journey had done a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. And so I started doing a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff to start changing my mindset as well as my educational framework, right? And I actually work for the Tony Robbins organization now. (laughs) Um, I'm one of the trainers that he has brings out to live events to help people transition. So I was drinking all the Kool-Aid and I was drinking education and everything. And then finally realized I need money, right? I, I didn't have any money to invest in a passive income. So I actually started flipping houses and then taking that money and reinvesting and buying homes. And and then I I got stuck along the pa- the way and I was like, where are all my ladies? Where are my, all my women investors, right? And I started gathering some women investors and we actually got together for a brunch and we started talking and like women do, like we share things. Oh, I need, you know, a contractor to do this. I've got a contractor or I need a tenant attorney, cause I'm having a problem with a tenant. I've got an you know, attorney that does that and we all help each other. Right. And after that brunch, I was like, I was thinking about doing this quarterly and they were like, no, let's do it every other month. And next thing you know, people are opening up their houses and there's always wine involved and <laughs> we're, we're helping each other along our way, you know, and we're all in different areas of real estate. Not everybody is the same you know, area that I'm in. But when I realized I had this incredible support of this group of women. And there was all these other women out there in this male dominated area of re- investing. And, um, I, they didn't know these women, right? Cause you never, see, you go to real estate clubs. You never see a woman at the front of the room. Rarely. You rarely see a woman in front of the room. So I started a meetup and that meetup grew pre COVID. We were at 12, um, chapters, you know, nationwide. And then when COVID hit, we went, we went online pivoted like everybody else. And now we're just, we're kind of hybriding it right now. Um, We're doing quarterly meetings in different places on different subjects. And, um, and I've continued my real estate investing journey. And oddly enough, I became an agent along that journey. Like I only became an agent, like uh, I'm going to say like four years ago. So I've been, I've been real estate investing now for 13 years, I think, and I was doing the books with my accountant and they were like, you know, you're leaving a lot of money on the table, right? With not, not representing some of my, myself and some of my projects. And so I became an agent then. And it's really interesting to me because I feel like agents are like the pulse of real estate. I mean, they know what is going on in their market. And I feel like, so get yourself some, <laughs> right? You're, you know, you're always working for other people and you know i'm like flip that switch become an investor come on the other side come to the bright side <laughs> and become an investor
0: or or partner with investors
2: partner with investors right? yes pa-
0: partner with yeah. start start that yeah
2: way. and uh so that's you know that's kind of me in a nutshell um you know meeting other women who have done remarkable things have also encouraged me to do remarkable things um and i'll i'll ex- elaborate on that um in our in our chapter in Seattle, like several years ago, uh, the speaker was a woman developer and I had never met a woman developer personally. And I went up to her after she spoke and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Like, how'd you get into development? You don't meet any women developers. And she said, you're a flipper, right? And I said, yeah. She goes, I used to be a flipper and developing so much easier. And I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and we started talking and, you know, she's like, there's a lot of work on the front end, but then when you build ground up, it's just, it builds right up. And, and that opened my eyes to me being able to think I could do that. Right. And I became a developer. So I, I ended up looking around and meeting somebody and we bought single family homes that were zoned for multi and knocked them down and built fourplexes, And it was just another addition onto my real estate, you know, toolbox. And I, like I said, like, I, I would never have, I would never have ventured that if somebody hadn't told me you could. So if there's anybody out there listening, you can, <laughs> that's what I want to say.
0: <laughs> what an inspiring story. I, uh, obviously I'm glad you're, you're better after your accident. And yeah, that, that's, that's really amazing. I want to dig deeper into the women's real estate network. Cause obviously you, you found there were just not enough women in the room that were the investors and now you've created a network for these folks. But tell us more about that. You, you told us a little bit about that it's regional, but I know you're here locally. I think uh, in your LinkedIn profile, you were in Burbank. So tell us about the, lo- we're Southern California, LA Realtor podcast, obviously. So tell our audience about the local version of Wren.
2: Yeah, the local version of Ren is a lot of women of different races, ages, everything, right? And also in different real estate um, education. Okay so we have everyone from somebody who is just you know realizing that they want to get into real estate is not a licensed agent is just looking into investing just getting started to some really sophisticated real estate investors and it's a really interesting chemistry because when you have the newbies and you have the more seasoned investors you've got a really great dynamic you know the newbies need the more seasoned investors as mentors, as people who can, they can get inspiration from and also get questions answered by, right? And oddly, us, us seasoned, I'm going to say, you know, sometimes, sometimes jaded investors (laughs) need, need the newbies because, you know, they bring an excitement and an energy that we're like, we forgot about, you know, sometimes. (laughs) So it's a really interesting combination that way. And it's also an interesting combination as far as the spectrum of real estate. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, like there's so many different facets to real estate, right? Whether you're an agent, whether you're an appraiser, whether you're, you know, an inspector, you know, whatever aspect of real estate. And there's so many different aspects to Investing in real estate. There's a lot of different ways to make money, and all those types of ways are represented within our organization. But I think it's the chemistry of wanting to see each other succeed, wanting to see each other um, blossom, always rooting for each other, and also having a network of smart individuals to rely on. I mean, we all need that in whatever industry we're in. So that's what I was hoping to foster, and I think is coming to fruition. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I love that.
1: Do
2: you do live events as well as the um, online platform? Yeah, we've we've started doing that now. Um, we just had a live event in Phoenix in March and that was called Soar. And that was for our women who have gone big. So um, we had um, women investors who have 500 million in apartments, women who own five hotels women who own there's two women who own 18 storage units. And they came and spoke to women who were really interested in growing large like that. We've also had like local things. In fact, we're having a little event in July um, about uh, auxiliary dwelling units, since it's such a huge play on real estate in California right now. So yeah, we have we have events both online and in person.
0: So would, is anyone welcome if there's a woman listening, that's maybe a real estate agent that's trying to, and I don't see any reason why a real estate agent would not want to be exposed to investors, right? Because they're part of your audience. They're part of what you're going to be involved with. So are they welcome to to maybe get a hold of you or to to come to an event? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bunch of different ways to connect with us. We have a monthly event online that anybody is welcome to attend. And it's only $10. And um, you could go to renmonthlymeeting.com And um, in fact, tonight we're having an event um, and it, we're featuring two women who are in industrial space. They're industrial investors. Last month, we had another woman, Kathy Fedke. She's nationally recognized as an economic e- economist she came and talked to us about the economy next um next month we're having a meeting of a woman who's coming to talk about um how to get deal flow through motivated investors so every meeting is a different part of real estate and it's a different woman that's featured that's an expert in that industry and then we also have some free events if you just want to check us out there there are pre-recorded events and they are case studies which I'm a I'm a sucker for a good case study. <laughs> like I love, I like the before and after pictures, whether it's a buy and hold or a flip or a multifamily, whatever it is, I like to hear it like, oh, what were the numbers and what did you have to do and what were the pitfalls and you know, how much did you make in the end? I mean, I I, I just, I dig that stuff. So there's some live case studies that we have online as well.
0: You're getting some really good guests and I'm a little envious that I can't come because <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. But I'll, I'll I'll be okay. Yeah. But I still think that that you're getting some really great guests. So for anyone listening, I think uh, I think that's that's an amazing offering. But tell us more about that. I think at least according to the website, there's a membership fee. Like what 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 does someone do to get involved in your network?
2: Well, our membership fee is I think really reasonable. It's two hundred and seventy nine dollars for a year, and mm-hmm. um, you get um, access to the online meetings for free. And then we have uh, specific member-only meetings. So for example, at an online meeting that we're having this evening, um, we'll have our regular online meeting for an hour. And then um, we have a member-only part of the meeting where the speaker or speakers talk to us at on Zoom in a gallery-style setting right? So that you get more questions answered. And if you really want to make more contact, you do that. We have other member networking events as well. One of our members just flipped a house here in LA. So she had a little wine and cheese opening for the flip. And a lot Mm -hmm. of us have, we have a a Facebook members only page. So we've seen the progress, right? So we're seeing progress and we're rooting each other on and, If there's an issue, we're posting that and seeing if anybody has answers, right? Like it's, it's a network, right? It's, it's being able to foster relationships that will help you in your business and it's profitability, right? So yeah, we have, we have different things like that just for, just for members. We have a WhatsApp group that, you know, is for a quick membership thing and we're doing a summer read, you know, so, you know, little things like that, that our membership enjoys. <laughs> I enjoy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. I think for the, for the newer folks entering the, like you said, the business, this is a must. You're going to learn from folks that have done it and seen it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I, I, well, and also just the sense it. of
1: community. And it's really mm-hmm. backed with education forward meetings, which is just helpful to anybody who's
2: in the industry, whatever level. I have level. a question for you, though, and and I think it's something that I debate on. You know, you're saying realtors get involved with investors, and I think that mm-hmm. um, they should because you should learn how they're running their numbers so that you can get educated and, and like you said, Paul, possibly partner with them. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, investors are, you know, they might be a repeat client, which is nice because you know, as a realtor, you're always looking for the turn in the transaction, right? But they're also the client that's going to underbid everything. And you're, and you're going right. to have to put out offer after offer after offer after offer. And I think some some realtors might get frustrated by that process. But the fact of the matter is that's that's kind of the nature of the business. I mean, if you're an investor, you're looking at purchasing property at undervalue, right? Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I think the average investor doesn't need to get a real estate agent to you know sift through the MLS. I, I get that, but but um, I think a lot of agents have their relationships, and so if they if they get a probate deal or if they get a fixer or multifamily or a piece of land or something, they should have a network of investors to go to right. and say, "Here's what I found and also they should be educated by the investors like you to say, here's what I'm looking for. You don't need to scour the MLS for me. I don't need anyone to do that. But if you come across a distressed seller, if you come across a, this, a, that, give me a call. So I think the relationship is symbiotic there. Would you agree with that? I would agree
2: with that. In fact, I have a flipper friend and he had an investor that really, I mean, he had an agent that really got what he was looking for and Mm -hmm. was, and he was, finding these gems for my flipper friend. And at the end of the year, you know, this agent had, I think he had brought him like four projects. Right. So, I mean, and when you've got an agent doing that, you, you're not only buying from that agent, but you're also having them sell it too. So they're, they're getting two sides of the deal. Right. And, and my flipper friend said to me, it, it was Christmas and they wanted to like give each other an end of the year gift. And the agent gave him something really great. And he gave the agent something really great. And he said, isn't it funny? Like he thinks that he's found gold in me. And I think I've found gold in him. Right. It's a very symbiotic. It can be a very symbiotic relationship. Right. Right. I that's, mean, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Both I mean, here he he's like given this agent eight transactions. And to him, he's like, this agent is scouring exactly what I need. And so mm-hmm. it's gold both ways. Right. So it can be a very right. symbiotic thing.
1: So what is your experience of the market right now from an investor's standpoint? Yeah.
2: You know... <laughs> God, this market is funny. It is It is uh-huh. a funny market. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just tell you, I actually, I had two flips going. I had closed on one in November and one in December. And honestly, the one in December, I was a little nervous about because we saw a slowing in the market really a lot, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the one in November came onto market, November, December, January, February, they came onto the market late March, right? And we were just starting to see an upturn in the market. And then it ended up getting multiple offers in the first week. So I was like, Mm. dang, great. Right. So then I was working on my other one and my other one did the same. Um, Mm. but a month and a half later, Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. talking to a lot of my friends and it seems like this market is moving. Like, surprisingly so. Right. The market is moving. But because
0: there's no inventory, there's there's no inventory. inventory. Right. I mean,
2: those people that have refinanced into a 3% mortgage, they're sitting on it. And who wouldn't? Yeah. You know, like, I I get it. Harder Mm -hmm. to find deals, though. A little harder to find deals. Like really having to utilize my network to find good deals.
1: And is that where you're finding them through your interpersonal
2: relationships and your community? Primarily, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, not as much on the MLS right now, although I have found deals on the MLS, but I really have a, you know, my, my mentality is like, we live in LA and there are hundreds of thousands of houses. <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah. There's
2: always somebody who needs to sell, you know, and right. a lot of the things that I do are picking up houses that can't even qualify for conventional loans one of the flips that I was just talking about had a broken foundation. A lot of people won't like that won't qualify for a conventional loan. They need to sell it to somebody like me who doesn't care if it's stacked to the gills because it's been a collector's house and the foundation is broken. You know, those are the best deals for me. Like I can fix those problems.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That's a,
2: that's a good one. Are there any
1: others like that? Like little reasons that you might want a property where somebody else wouldn't want to loan on it. Right. You know, like any
2: it. of the, like something that's half burnt, right. That's had a fire, something that a lot of hoarder type houses that have had a lot of, de- you know, deferred maintenance. Some of those are not going to qualify for conventional loans. They're not, an appraiser's going to come out and go, oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, that that's a perfect opportunity for an investor, right. you know. And so, yeah.
0: Deborah, I saw on your website, on the Ren website, mm-hmm. maybe this is part of what you already talked about, but maybe you can touch on it a little bit more. It looks like you have courses, you have mentoring, you have coaching, you have a lot of offerings. Can you talk about that? Is sure. that kind of part of coming to the meetings or is there is there more that yeah, you offer? Yeah, no.
2: Part of it is education for those newbies right? For people that are just getting into it. Um, So we have some, we have some education and really what it's, what it was spawned from was, you know, when we all went into Covid, right? We were all on all online. And so the only way for us to have events was completely online. So some of them are prepackaged events that we've had. We have this one packaging called a real estate toolbox. And basically, it's, you know, how do you comp? How do you put in offers? Some common seller financing, How do you do how do you work that? seller carry back, all that kind of stuff. And then we have mentor, a mentoring program. And our mentoring program is with another, a woman, for sure, but it's not only women that we're mentoring. It's women and men that we're mentoring. I have uh, both flipping and and construction uh, development experience, as well as I. I mean, okay, remember what I said. I wanted to. I wanted passive income when I got into this, right? I had the accident. Wanted passive income, so I would flip, and then I would buy out of state. For passive because I couldn't figure out how to cash flow things here in LA, right? And um, so I have a small portfolio of single family homes in Memphis, Tennessee, and then I started investing with multifamilies, so I have those as well. And then my partner, she's done all kinds of creative finance, and she has a really different background, but a very varied background. So between the two of us, um, we're able to bring people into mentorship and. I think mentorship in real estate investing is a lot like mentorship in, as an agent. It's all about getting into action. I mean, you and I both know, we know the agents that get into action generate, right? They generate the income they need, they generate stuff. But sometimes there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of trepidation to, okay, I've got to make those calls. I've got to put this out there. And our mentorship program is about accountability and action because without that action, you're not going to see results. And if that's what you really want, you know, that's what you have to go to for. I, I have a joke and I'm, I, I say, you know, there's only one true rule to real estate. And that is, if you don't make an offer, you don't get any, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it so that's you gotta, make gotta actually offers. do something yeah yeah Do right.
0: <laughs> sometimes many 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 offers many offers
2: <laughs> many offers many yeah. yeah. offers yeah
0: well that's awesome i i think that's great what an exci- i think it's so su- exciting to have a support network i mean because i think some of these whether they're online or oh uh come to our um whatever expo they're trying to sell you a book they're trying to sell you a process <laughs> yeah this is better. I think you're doing it for all the right reasons. $279 a year is not going to make you a rich woman. I think you're doing it because you love it is the sense. I
2: I I am doing it because I love it. And I I am doing it because I want to empower others too. And you know, our mentoring program is, isn't that expensive either. It's only like 1500 bucks, just under 1500 bucks, but you've got mentors out there that are teaching for $10,000, $20,000, you know, and I'm like, I've just never been a believer in that. I'm like a believer in rolling up your sleeves and, you know, getting to the work. And I am a big believer in coaching because I've had a lot of it. I still have coaches right now Hmm. to help me see my blind spots, help me understand what I need to do next and how to get in the right frame of space to do that. Right. It's, it's an ongoing learning process.
0: (laughs) I love it. I mean, is there anything we missed? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, we co- we covered a lot, but is there anything about you that you haven't already told us? Oh my about, gosh, sure.
2: Uh... Um, <laughs> I, I recently remarried. I'm like Yay. totally in love. Um, so Aww. that's super cool, and I have two two congratulations, up, two that's grown awesome. children, and that's super cool. <laughs> Very cool. So you know, it's. I just feel like, uh, in a lot of ways, I'm re- really the average woman and uh, like second marriage, two and a half, two and a half children, and <laughs> and and a believer. A believer. If you've got a vision, fulfill it.
1: It's yeah, possible. you've got a great mindset. It's yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you succeeded? I mean, I know it's always a path, and there's always more, but you had that goal of having passive income. Have you gotten there? Yeah. Are have you succeeded, or, yeah. or are you still on your?
2: Way? Um, uh, in fact, I. I um, I um, got, so if you've followed the little purple book, which is, Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad, mm. you'll know that mm. he talks about getting out of the rat race and getting out of the rat race is when your passive income is equal to or greater than your expenses, like whatever, you know, your mortgage or your rent and yep. your car payment, and your insurance and whatever. And I got out of the rat race a couple of years oh, ago.
0: So woo-hoo! awesome.
2: And um, you did it. But I like to live a little nicer than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working Don't at doubling that right now now, and um, right. figuring out what my next steps will be. You know, I love, I love real estate. I, I have to just say it. I love it, and so it'd be, it's really, it would be really hard for me to leave it. But I don't have to be full gear like.
1: Yeah, and that's the great thing about real estate. You can be as in it as
2: you want to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know, I just sold a couple of the flips I'm working on, and and I'm looking at spending some time with my husband this summer. So Yay. nice, oh, lovely, good for you.
0: <laughs> Great, en- great energy, <laughs> yeah. Deborah. That was terrific. Well, thank you so much. We learned a lot. Appreciate you doing what you do. And hopefully some of our um, our listeners will take advantage.
2: Thank of you. I appreciate you doing what you do too. <laughs> All
1: right, great. Well, we're going to share Deborah's information and uh, the information for Ren, the Women's Real Estate Network in our show notes. So you can reach out and join a local meeting. That would be so fun. I think I'm going to check that out online. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for
0: listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds.
1: And I'm Sarah Lehman. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review.
0: If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.
1: We'll see you next time.